0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Personal Covenant Renewal. Covenants lay at the very heart of biblical faith. The historical covenants are instituted by God, but they also involve human response, primarily the response of faith. Paul states regarding the Hebrew people, they are Israelites and to them belonged the adoption, the glory, the giving of the law, the temple service, and the promise. Romans 9 4. The foundational covenants of the Hebrew people were the Abrahamic covenant and added to it 400 years later, the Mosaic covenant. Both covenants were instituted by God, in which He promised to make a people for Himself from Abraham through Isaac and Jacob, and through them. He would send the Savior, the Messiah. After delivering Israel from slavery in Egypt, God led them to Sinai, where He cut covenant with them and gave Israel the law containing the prophetic types of the Messiah's work. We read in the subsequent history of Israel's times when the people engaged in covenant renewal services. Examples of such can be found in Deuteronomy 31, verses 9 through 13, and fulfilled in Joshua 8 and again in Joshua 24. In fact, the whole of Deuteronomy in the final stages of Moses' life is a renewal of the covenant. Both King Hezekiah and King Josiah brought about covenant renewals, as did Ezra, as recorded in Nehemiah chapters 8, 9, and 10. There was good reason for God to call his people to renew their covenant engagement with him because they often forgot him and drifted in their devotion. Are we any less given to spiritual laziness and indifference? It was in the context of covenant renewal that Joshua issued to Israel the command and the challenge, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Rid yourself of all other gods. Worship Yahweh. His own personal renewal was expressed in terms of, as for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. We will worship Yahweh. An observation of the biblical covenants' renewals indicates such an action would include the confession of sin in our proper response to God's gracious covenant with us, followed by a prayer of consecration and the covenant obligations being undertaken. It could also involve a review of the history of God's gracious covenant movements. John Wesley introduced a covenant renewal service to the Methodist movement he gleaned the idea from the writings of the Puritan Richard Eileen. In his book, A Vindication of Godliness and the Greater Strictness and Spirituality of It, published 1663, Eileen desired to encourage in professing Christians devotion to Christ that was more than mere profession. Although he strongly believed in God's absolute sovereignty and salvation, he also believed in the Christian's duty before God, to live out their new life in Christ as the response of love and gratitude. Here's the covenant renewal that Wesley, borrowing from Elaine, used. First, he used it personally and later introduced it in public worship. The prayer of consecration. O Lord God, Holy Father, who has called us through Christ to belong to this gracious covenant, we take upon ourselves with joy the yoke of obedience And engage ourselves for the love of Christ, to seek and to do your perfect will. We are no longer our own, but yours. Then the covenant. I'm no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you, or laid aside for you. Exalted for you, or brought low for you. Let me be full Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine, and I am yours. May it be so. And may the covenant which I have made here on earth be confirmed in heaven. Amen. Using such biblical and historical examples, I'm convinced of the benefit of personal covenant response of believers to our Savior God's gracious covenant. The whole purpose of such a written and spoken agreement is to instill the proper motives for Christian living. As a result of thinking upon the Savior and what He has done for me and what I owe Him in return, I've written my personal covenant with God. Please listen. God, my Father, in light of your great eternal love for me, expressed in your choice of me to be one of your very own children, and in the provision of Jesus Christ's own shed blood for the forgiveness of my sins, I joyfully enter into this covenant commitment to you. Because you loved me when I was so unlovable, I will seek to love others, especially those who share my faith in you, but also those who touch my life in any way. By your grace, I will seek not so much to be loved as to love others, even as you have loved me. Because you gave your all for me in Jesus Christ, your only Son, my Lord, I will seek to give my all to you. Help me, O Lord, to realize that I am not my own, but yours. Therefore, I will give my mind to the study of your word and to the meditation of your name. I will give my lips to your praise in the telling forth of the good news of Jesus. I will give my body to your service, that in whatever I do in word or deed, I will by your grace do it for the glory of your name. I give myself to your disposal as my sovereign Lord and gracious Redeemer. Because you have given your Spirit to me when I was unworthy that you should enter the door of my life, I will seek to be filled with your Spirit, to be obedient to His promptings, and to be yielded to his control. By his enablement, I will minister to others in the body of Christ as he gives me opportunity. Because you place me in a spiritual family of your redeemed, I will seek to be aware of my responsibilities to stimulate others to good works, faith, and growth in grace and the knowledge of Christ our head. Help me, O Lord, to truly behold you in my worship. Its mission And its services. Forgive me, Lord, for the breaches I've made in this covenant, and enable me always to strive to be more like you who died for me, that I might live for you. Amen. A good time to renew our covenant vows with the Savior is at his communion table. Here we are confronted afresh with his loving kindness and tender mercy toward us. This is my body given for you, he said. Take it and eat it. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of their sins. Drink from it. What better time to express the bond of love commitment between you and the Savior and between you and your brothers and sisters in the faith? This is my challenge to you, to express in a personal covenant your own commitment to the Lord and then to live it out to live that agreement by His grace and power to the glory of His name and to revisit it from time to time and renew your covenant with the Lord. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember our gracious God. His loving kindness is so great. His love is never ending. He loves you if you believe in His Son then he has you in his heart and he loves to hear you say to him, I love you and I will serve you.